This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. Today, the topic for our devotion is the sunset, the sunset. And I'm reading from Psalm 50, verse 1, from the New King James Version. From the rising of the sun to its going down, out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God will shine forth. The island of Luzon in the Philippines has one unique feature the most glorious sunsets to be seen anywhere in the world. They are, moreover, an almost nightly event. Some years ago, it became a weekly excursion for my family and me to drive across the city of Manila at least an hour to see the sunset over Manila Bay. Since we had little access to air conditioning, we found it worth to labor to pack a picnic supper and eat it in Luneta Park. There we sat on the retaining walls, feet dangling over the rocky shore below, while the breeze of the water cooled our heated faces and rustled the palms overhead. Perched in a row, we waited for curtain time. The show was different every Saturday night. On clear evenings, the sun would drop behind the silhouettes of Corregido Island and the Batan Peninsula in a splash of color. Earth's departure mirrored in a blinding trail of light over the waters of the bay. Again, the action might all be in the sky, with feathery white trimmed layers of cloud superimposed over bands of crimson, yellow, and violet. Then, out of the horizon, shafts of light, like flaming swords, would pierce the blue dome overhead. At other times, the whole sky would catch fire, an inferno in every direction. Since then, I'll hear someone say, Ah, just look at that gorgeous sunset. When I look, I'll think, well, not bad. But I always add to myself, But you've never been down to Manila Bay at sunset, or you wouldn't say so. The sunrise and the east 
have long been a symbol of beginnings and resurrection. The sunset and the west have signified endings and death. Isaiah quoted from his book, chapter 45, verse 6, that men may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none besides me. Asaph, the psalm writer, described the whole cycle of the very perfection of beauty. God himself will shine forth at both the beginning and the end. And that is found in Psalm 50, verse 2. How wise and kind you are, Lord, to make our endings as beautiful as our beginnings. I pray that the Lord will make your ending as beautiful as your beginnings. It is never too late. There is hope for you in life. It is my prayer that the Lord will be with you and bless you as you think about these words. Today's message has come from Dorothy Menchincom, and I have been your presenter, Peter Ejekum Boati. able. He is able. Through prayer, the impossibilities of man become the possibilities of God. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 10 verse 27. Matthew chapter 10 verse 27. I read, What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Remember, God is indeed able. Anything that is impossible for you is possible for him. And as he has told you, make sure you tell others. God richly bless you. I am Bell Dollar Bill. Listener, brace yourself as we bring to you a continuation of the discussion Christian marriage. Regardless whether the man and the woman have lived and, and they go about calling themselves man and wife. Let me let me make a slight point that some jurists and academics differ a on bit this on that issue, especially when it comes to intestate succession. Okay. Um, I think that's another topic we'll be looking at. Yeah, yes. In but the a court has ever uh, decided in Ghana that if two people cohabit um, and their respective families recognize them generally, for example, if there is a funeral, your name is advertised uh, as a son-in-law and. Yeah. They bring you your bill they, to pay. They be, they, you, you go with the whole entourage from your family sure. to present what is uh, required by custom. And you've been doing that all this while. And even there are children. And um, one of them die. 
even if proper uh, custom and rights have not been performed uh, for purposes of succession, a court has ever decided that uh, such people qualify to be recognized as spouses under the intestate succession law. But that is for, I should say, for the specific issue, the of, issue of inheritance. inheritance. But otherwise, you are right that until you perform, and for, for Christians, to say, I am married, yeah. uh, and, and for your relationship to be recognized as such, require that you perform all the, the customs. Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the program Radio Lawyer on Valley View Radio 97.7 megahertz. If you have any questions or any contributions to the topic under discussion, which is marriage under Ghanaian law, you can join us by texting to 0266-331907. Okay, counsel, let's look at another very important um, issue. There is a thing that has gained um, currency. They call it blessing. How does it feature in, in, in terms of the law as far as marriage is concerned? Incidentally, I was at a wedding yesterday and uh, after the ceremony, two certificates were presented and I was sitting close to a pastor. So I asked him, why are there two certificates? And then uh, from the explanation. So that has a bearing on the question you've asked mm. me. Um, when you marry under the ordinance or under the Christian Marriages Act, a certificate is issued to indicate that you have married and you have married in accordance with the requirements of that law. So uh, that is one. But there are a lot of instances where people marry under custom. But to uh, have a sense of legitimacy and to seek the blessings of the Lord, they go to church mm-hmm. and the marriage is prayed over. Okay. And different denominations and churches print their own certificates and issue them um, that the, the latter, what I just described, is known as blessing. Okay. okay. Now, blessing is not the same as uh, a Christian marriage or marriage under the ordinance. As, I, as we said earlier, or I indicated earlier, uh, for a, a proper Christian marriage, bans must be published, the minister blessing it or uh, celebrating it must be licensed, must be a properly licensed marriage officer, the premises must be licensed, and so on and so forth. So, I, I believe that even in a, mono, a, a polygamous marriage, provided the denomination will recognize it, you will go to church to bless it, and so on. But that is uh, not the same as a Christian marriage. So, blessing is just an informal activity, I should say undertaken by various churches and denominations. It is totally different from a Christian marriage. Okay, so let's look at a very interesting phenomenon. And usually you would hear the females championing that. 
And they come up to you and say that, well, somebody promised that he was going to marry me. And um, he didn't marry me. We've also learned, at least at the beginning of the program, that marriage is a contract of a sort. Uh, so if it's a contract of a sort and somebody has uh, <laughs> promised to enter into a contract and uh, he has breached a promise to enter into the contract, uh, what is the legal position when somebody breaches a promise to marry? The breach of promise to marry, uh, marriage. Um, if a man promises to marry a woman, and uh, such a promise should not be just uh, uh, something written in a love letter uh, exchange between the two, or um, uh, maybe a conversation the two of them had for a woman to be entitled to damages under customary law for purposes of uh, breach or promise of marriage. Um, the man must have gone to the family of the woman and sort of formally requested for the hand of the woman in marriage. And especially if the woman can prove that uh, in reliance upon such a promise, she has suffered some damages. Some people delay their education, travel plans. They even turn away other prospective suitors, suitors because somebody would have come and had promised to marry them. If the woman had uh, acted on such a promise to her detriment and the man later breaches that promise. Then under customary law, the woman could uh, take action for damages. But if it was just a, a love conversation between a man and a woman or some love letters exchanged and uh, no further steps were taken, I'm sorry, uh, there couldn't be uh, sufficient grounds for damages for breach of promise of marriage. Yeah, so, so you just can't go and stand by the corner of the wall in some darkness and then, and then you whisper some nice yes, things and yes. say some very flowery things and then you expect that uh, if you find the guy marrying somebody the following day you say that he has breached the promise mm, that to, will not to, to that will not suffice okay. you you can convert a customary marriage into a christian marriage okay. but the reverse is not, not legally possible. possible because the two types differ let me give some fundamental differences here. Customary marriages are potentially polygamous marriages. And, and what can that... You, can you please yes, explain what, potentially what, polygamous? What that means is that customary law permits um, the man to marry other wives. It aside is, of... Aside, yes, you could have... In fact, there is no limit... The, the customary law permits that a man who is already married to a woman uh, could have addi additional wives. or several other wives. So that is one major difference. Whereas okay. under Christian marriages, it is strictly monogamous. So you, if you're already married under customary law, you may convert that marriage into a Christian marriage, in which case it becomes 
a monogamous marriage, in which case it is illegal uh, and, and legally um, not permissible for either of the individuals involved to have another marriage whilst that earlier marriage is still subsisting. You just listened to a discussion on the topic Christian marriage. A continuation will be brought to you later. So I dance the rain on the roof. Tell my soul that my spirit's on the loose. Don't know if anyone will understand. Feels like an angel's got a hold of my hand. So I dance. For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four. Six seven three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. Go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ was born. While shepherds shepherds were watching, their silent flocks by night behold throughout the heavens, there shone a holy light. Go tell Welcome once again to Moment of Truth. I am Pastor Ebenezer Kwe, and we are looking at a series on hope, captioned, Hope in the Midst of Hopelessness. And in this very presentation, we have been looking at the topic, Hope in the Fairness. And we have realized that even when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace, they did not burn, but the people who threw them in got bent. And I mentioned that the situations that seems to be putting pressure on you will not kill you. If you put your trust in God, if you hope in God, He is going to turn things around. There is hope for God's children, even in the fiery finance. Let us pray. Father, continue to bless us as we continue with this series. Turn things around in our favor. In Jesus' name, Amen. Therefore, my friends, even as they were thrown into the fiery finance, the king jumped and said, something miraculous, something strange is happening, something unthinkable is happening. I can't believe what I am saying. What did the king see? The Bible says in Daniel chapter 3 verse 24 and 25 that the king Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose in haste 
and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Praise God, my friend. Praise God, my listener. Even in the fire, God did not send an angel, but he himself came to the rescue of his children. Jesus, his beloved son, came to their rescue. I don't know whether the fourth person was waiting for them in the fiery furnace before they got in there, before they were thrown into the furnace. What I know is that he was with them even in the furnace. He came with the speed of God to rescue them. Oh, may God release you and rescue you even in your fiery furnace. There is hope even in the fiery furnace. In the hopeless situation, God's son appeared to Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And he is coming through to rescue you, to help you at this time. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 1 and 2, But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. This is the promise of God to you. He is willing to rescue you. He is willing to help you even in the midst of the fire. In all the troubles of David, in Second Samuel chapter 22, verse 2 to 7, he has this to say. He said, and he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my, of my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. I'll call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from the enemies. When the waves of death surrounded me, the floods of godliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple and my cry entered his ears. This is the word of God. In the midst of the challenging situations, God will come through and help you. God will remember you even in your situation. Even in the fiery furnace, God will remember you. May he come from heaven with a rescue mission to rescue you today. May the God of heaven appear to your enemies to know that you are not alone. May the fiery furnace become a place where God shall keep you in his bosom so you remain unhurt. Friend, there is hope in the fiery furnace. Yes, there is hope for you. He can cause the fiery flame of the enemy to become a chilly breeze. God can cause the fire meant to burn you, shall only lose you from the shackles and ropes that the enemy has bound you with. That which is meant for your doom shall become your boom. That fire meant for your death will only give you a rebirth in Christ. When the Son of God comes into the picture, dying becomes living. That which is meant for your demotion 
shall become your promotion. That which the enemy has set against you shall be their own path to destruction. May you come out of the fire on heads and unblemished. There is hope even in the fire. There is hope in your situation. My God is in charge. The God I am talking to you about, he is in charge. May he come to your rescue and take absolute control of your situation. I don't know what kind of fire you are going through. I don't know your finance, but I am sure God is willing to help you. Life may threat your very existence, but there is hope for you. If you can dare to trust in God, he will rescue you from your accusers. Sometimes the tears may fall, but you are not alone. God is on your side. The fire will not consume you. You will come out clean and alive. You will become better even in the situation. The systems of this world are in these end times setting up an image to be worshipped by all. But he shall protect those who shall stand for him. Choose God today. Turn away from every idol, every statue, and serve the living God only. For he alone can give you hope, even in the fiery furnace. The one who is in charge of the universe is equally in charge of your life. God will fight for you. Just hold your peace. Trust in him. He is with you always, even in the midst of the fiery furnace. There is hope for you, even in the fiery furnace. I have presented the word of God to you at this time. The word that reveals Jesus Christ, the hope of glory. The word that teaches that even in the midst of the trials, temptations, and difficulties, even in the hopeless situations, there can be hope for you. May God bless you, even as you go through the fire furnace. May he come to your rescue and help you, bring you out clean. May this be your portion, even as you continue to listen. My name is Ebenezer Kwe, and this is Moment of Truth. I ask for God's blessings upon your life, even now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>